uh, a couple of, uh, just actually it was a week ago that I, I took um, my uh, youngest son, Ben, and my uh, niece, Amanda. Uh, we went on the river and, and, uh, and motored down through the St. Croix, down through the uh, part of the Mississippi into Lake Pepin, and then set sail out there, and it was just absolutely gorgeous. Just had a ton of fun, and um, it's just, it just nice to be able to just recognize what, what, a, what a blessed place that we live in, what a blessed spot that we get to be in. So I appreciate the fact that, again, that, that each of you have chosen to be here on a long weekend, and, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just talk, uh, uh, kind of get right into our message, because I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm told that as I go a little bit long, sometimes I better be quicker uh, in, in the way that I say things. So uh, bear with me. Bear with me uh, as I share um, the, the, um, uh, the things that we're going to go over today. Uh, last week, and this whole time um, that, that of, this, of this series that we're in, um, this whole time the series that we're in is all about the armor of God. And it is a, uh, a call to action. As we, as we learn about the armor of God, it's not something to to sit back and, and go, okay, that's just one more story and, and I can leave here today and it's not a big deal. It doesn't really apply to me. Well, it kind of does sometimes, but I don't really have to do too much with it all the time. Um, and so let's, I'm going to ask us to just, let's just uh, come to the Lord in prayer before I begin uh, with our message. Just let's open our hearts up. Father, thank you again for songs where we get a chance to be reminded how much we need you where we get a chance to be reminded how strong you make us, that we can be holding our head up with you, that we can hold our head up in confidence because we know that you, are, you have equipped us. It's up to us to put it on, Lord, but I, I know that you have given us the tools required to live for you, to live a life that, that honors you. And that's one of the things we're going to be learning about today, God, and, I, and it's not an easy thing sometimes. And I, I, and I ask you to... Uh, convict each person here, and, and myself included, Lord, that, that we, we, have, we, have, we have such a, a gift in you, a gift in your Son, and we have, uh, and we have a call to live a, a, a great life that you have provided with the tools that you have provided us with. Thank you so much for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I'm going to, um, here's a couple of things I'm going to go through with you. Um, first, last week, our message um, it was with Todd, and it had to do with the belt of truth, and we learned a few things. If you were here with us last week, I'm just going to recap real quick. Um, we, were, we learned that making up our own rules does not end well. Uh, Todd gave some great illustrations on that. How there, There's a guidebook here. There are, it's called the Bible, and there's a whole bunch of cool things in there that guide us daily, that guide us, uh, provided that we choose to um, read. Next one, uh, the world hates us Christians. Uh, we were reminded of that. Now, that doesn't sound like a really pleasant thing to say, but, um, well, as we're going to find out today, we're actually going to talk about that quite a bit. Um, these, are, these are kind of unpleasant truths. Uh, we, are, we are to be holy and set apart. We are to be more like God. More uh, uh, truths that are kind of tough to grasp onto sometimes, and that we're asked to be righteous. And I, I want you to understand we're all in the same boat of struggle on this. That's a, uh, we're all in the same boat on this one. We're asked to be righteous, but it doesn't mean that it's an easy thing to be able to do. But at, at that point, he gives, us, he gives us this armor of God, as you can see, um, as, a, as a tool to keep us safe. As we pursue righteousness, and we are talking about, as Jen said, uh, the breastplate of righteousness. 
Um, whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness, and honor. So we're given the honor because, because he, the armor because he loves us. And our, our message today is a difficult one. I'm going to kind of move through a little bit, but our, our message today is a difficult one. And, and you keep in mind, I don't get a chance to come up here all that often. And um, along with that, I don't know why that is, but, uh, but uh, Todd, you know, he hands me this message and says, Jack, you don't get to, you don't get to preach very often, uh, but when you do, let me give you the message that might get you booed off stage. So that, that's, that's what he shared with me. And uh, it's, it's a tough one, but I, I, want, I want us all to just have open minds, open hearts, and, willing, and, a, and a willingness uh, to be led and to be, uh, to be um, guided. Because that's really what we're going to be going through today. The book of Ephesians, um, that, that letter is really all about guidance and encouragement. And I, I'm going to encourage each one of you to read that. So a couple things... Um, before, uh, before I begin, I'm going to make a few statements because it won't always be affirming or uplifting for us. And at times, we may feel convicted by the things that we're about to hear. Um, and at the same time, um, I'm, going to, I'm just going to kind of preface it with a few things. First, um, I'm going to use Scripture a lot in this message. And the main reason I'm going to use Scripture a lot is because my words don't matter. My words have nothing to do with what you guys... It's not about following anything I have to say. But it is about following the word that we, that we trust and the Bible is truth. Um, the, the, the second piece, um, the second piece, like I do at the cross, I'm going to direct uh, much of this message toward a younger audience. And the reason I'm going to direct it toward a younger audience is because I firmly believe that it's our younger audience that holds us accountable as an older audience. Much more so than any peer can uh, hold somebody else accountable. It is the small as the young eyes that look at us and look at the actions that we make, look at the, listen to the words that we say, and, and, and pay very close attention to what their parents or what their grandparents or what other adults in the congregation are doing. That's what matters. It's what those young people are doing, uh, the, the, the youth. And so that's why I will direct my message um, uh, mainly toward our youth. Um, and so we'll keep that in mind. Um, and... Uh, and there, and because, let's see here, oh, the third thing, um, I promise, I, I promise at the very end there will be a happy ending. It won't be all grim. It won't be all a bad thing. So you, there should be some smiles at the end, however, however small they will be. Uh, and the fourth thing, the fourth thing is um, I, I, I want you to understand that as I share this message, that I believe that we uh, truly are in this all together. And as the words of the Apostle Paul, there is not one righteous, no, not one. All the things that we focus and try to do, try to do right, as, as Jen was saying, all these things that we try to do uh, are like filthy rags when we compare them to the one who sacrificed his life for us. So uh, understand that I believe, I firmly believe we're all in this together. So uh, be patient with me and, and, and be gracious as I step off the stage because I, I want to make sure that we're focused on what's going to be up there. We're going to start with, um, we're going to start with our... Um, and I had other things here, and I, I literally had several pages. And when I went to meet with Sherry this morning, and she said, well, how long is your message? I didn't give her a real answer because I was afraid of that. Uh, so I, there's things I'm going to move, fat, move over a little bit. So, um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I am going to go this way. Um, I'm just going to read this. It says, uh, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that when the day, co- day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. 
Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted in the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It comes from Ephesians and all this summer we're going to go through each one of those elements and I'm so grateful for this message because it will guide us into, in fact, I have this message planned out uh, for, again, our, 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 uh, our youth at the cross to hear throughout our, our year in large group, um, because it's just that, that good to be equipped that way and to recognize what do these things mean. You know, when Paul was writing this, uh, he was in a Roman prison, and it was about, about 60 A.D., 10 years prior to uh, the fall of the, of the great temple in Jerusalem. 10 years prior to that, um, and... And the, the, it was a letter uh, written to his friends in Ephesus, to the uh, church that he was, that he was um, um, pastoring for several years. And it was not a letter of condemnation. It was not a letter of rebuke or things like that that we might find, say, that, that was sent to uh, the Corinthian church. It was a letter, again, of encouragement. And it was lit, written to uh, people who followed Christ, people who were believers in Jesus. It was written to disciples. It was written to people like you and me. Is who it was written to. So as we read that, recognize it's speaking directly to us. As we read what's in here, it's speaking directly to us. And when it, when, when it talks about putting, a, um, putting on a breastplate of righteousness, we're to do this daily. We're not, we don't wake up in the morning and automatically have this, this armor on. We don't wake up in the morning and automatically uh, we're equipped immediately. It takes, uh, it takes a, an effort and an action to be able to do this and that's what each one of these elements that we're going through in this series um, is all about. So if we're, if, we're, if we're Christian, if we call ourselves Christian, we're to do some things on a regular basis, and, and our, our actions should show that in a daily, um, with, with a, a daily change, with a daily um, commitment to what our Bible is sharing with us. So what are we to do? It says, if we follow the one who is perfect in all ways, the one that is holy, the one that is infinitely and perfectly just, morally flawless, we follow the guidance of our God, which everything in him, for him, of him, by him, all those things are perfect. We follow him because he gave us instruction. Biblical instruction on Christian living, and this is what I love about our Bible because it's very clear, and that's what I'm going to lead us into today is just reading. We're going to do some reading today. Um, but I, before we do that, um, what does that really mean? The breastplate of righteousness, it, it sets us apart. As believers, we're to be set apart from the world. And this is the meaning of being holy and living a holy, righteous life. It means to be set apart. It means to stand out. It means to be different. Jesus knew this. That was his expectation of each one of us. And in fact, uh, just shortly before, before uh, um, uh, Jesus' crucifixion, um, he was praying to his heavenly Father. He was praying to our heavenly Father. And he was, he was talking about his disciples. And he prayed for them. He prayed to his Father on behalf of them, on behalf of us who are disciples. And he says, I have given them your word. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Just as I am not of the world, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them safe from the evil one. This is Jesus praying for each one of us. 
Uh, in John, John writes uh, a letter of kind of uh, just uh, of affirmation, and uh, and within that he writes, "We know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one." Again, we are separate; we are different. And finally, uh, Paul, Paul, in in, in writing in uh, in the letter to the Romans, he says. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, and to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Do not conform. Again, it, it speaks over and over and over again of being different, being set apart. And that's not an easy thing to do. As followers of Christ, we're expected to stand out. God calls us to be holy because he's holy to be set apart. Um, this is that whole element of putting on our breastplate of righteousness. It's different. It stands out. It might even be awkward at times. It might be uncomfortable in the company of my friends. It might be uncomfortable uh, with my neighbors. Or it might be uncomfortable when I go to the store uh, and, I'm, and I'm hanging out with other people. But I'm to stand out. When you leave that situation, somebody should be, others should, should look and go, wow, that, that person's a little bit different. I stand out. What's the opposite of holy? It's worldly. So as we go through this, I'm just gonna, we're going to go through Ephesians 4. And if you have your Bibles with you, I, I encourage you to open them, Ephesians 4. Uh, Ephesians 4, uh, actually leading into that entire letter, um, that entire letter of Ephesians um, is a beautiful lead-in to this armor of God description. It's very descriptive. And if we read it, it's so very clear. What, what are we to do? Um, what should that look like? Instructions for Christian living. Instructions for putting on this breastplate of, of righteousness. What does that look like? So I, I begin actually chapter 4, and we're going to go through this. So I tell you this, and this, this, is, this is words from Paul written directly to you and me. So as we hear this, know that it's, it's got your name on it. Know that it's got my name on it. Know that it's got our church's name on it. And as a family, that we get to hang out together um, just like your brothers and your sisters at home, it's okay to, to encourage somebody sitting next to you. It's okay to encourage somebody when we go out in the lobby area and things like that. It's okay to say, hey, you know, this, that's, that's pretty cool. Can you help me out with this? So I tell you this, and I insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. What, is, what, what are we being told about this? What are, what are the pieces we're being told? Well, don't live like the people who don't know God. We know Him. We know Him, and it's our job to continue to seek Him. It's our job to daily continue to seek Him, even when it's not something that somebody's reminding us to do. It's our job to look for that. Second piece. As we continue on in Ephesians, that, however, is not the way of life that you learned when you had uh, when you heard about Christ, and you were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught, with regard to your former way of life, to put it off, put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. What's he saying? He's saying we're all in this together, that we're all learning, that there is grace, 
But as we learn, we're expected to apply the lesson. As we learn, as we read, the things that we pick up, the things that we're praying about, every Sunday when we show up, we're learning things. And I, that's what I love about uh, this, this church is because there, there is a, a, such an awesome lesson that gets to be shared each week. But as we learn, if we, if we just kind of leave the message at the door when we head out the parking lot, we're not doing what we're supposed to do. As we learn, we're expected to apply the lesson. There should be a noticeable change in how we are. A noticeable change. It's all in Ephesians. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood. Speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. And in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Again, summing that up. Be real. This is a tough one. Be real and be vulnerable. Let people in. Be real with others. Let them see your vulnerabilities. At the same time, um, let them encourage uh, strength in you through Christ. That's why we have our brothers and sisters. That's why we have our family in Christ. Solve problems without compromising character. This is hard to do sometimes. And I know, I, I know from, uh, uh, from experience in, in, in my own situation, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not easy to say, no, I'm, I'm not going to play by those rules because I have a different set of rules that I was given. I'm not allowed to play by those other rules. I'm bound by these rules. And this last piece, um, this is something I've taught my, my children forever. They, they could care for yourself so that you can care for others. You may not want to learn something this is for kids. You, you may not want to learn that particular topic in school, that sort of thing. It doesn't apply to you. Um, but it might apply to a friend sometime. And so learn it. Take the time. Embrace it because it might be an opportunity for you to help somebody else. Care for yourself so you can care for others. And um, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice, and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. We're asked to refrain from foul language. It's kind of a, a, these are, these are finger-pointing opportunities here. And we're asked to refrain from foul language. We're asked to encourage one another. We're asked to forgive as we've been forgiven. Bottom line is we're asked to be set apart from the rest just as Jesus was. And it's okay um, to be corrected. We have to be open to that. It's okay to be rebuked. It's okay. We have to be open to that. Um, oh yeah, we got we we have time. So they have. Uh, uh, I'm I'm thinking of this this foul language one. You know, I I, I uh, as much as I do my best not to have the foul language, there are times when I get a little bothered or angry about something, and so I'm driving in the car with Benny. Benny is the one you saw in the picture earlier. And I was, I, I was like, oh, it wasn't anything about driving. It just happened to be we were having this conversation. And he said, Dad, you're not supposed to talk that way. And, and I said, you know what? You're right. I apologize. I'm sorry. 
And, 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 it, and there's more to other stories like that. And everybody here has a story that's similar to that. And what I want you to be is, is open to being, uh, to being held accountable, especially, like I said, um, a, a brother and a sister, that's on a peer level, and that, that's, that's a little bit easier to kind of uh, let things go. It's a little bit easier to let things uh, slide. And, well, you know, if he's doing that, at least I can do that, and I don't have to feel that bad. If she's doing that, at least, uh, at least you know, we're all in this together sort of thing. But it's when those little ones look at us and look for that model, look for that model that we've clearly been taught. We're supposed to be set apart from the rest, just as Jesus was. It's those younger ones that hold us accountable. So I want to be open to that. And, I, and, and kids that are in here, recognize the influence that you, you truly do have for anybody that's in this room, for anybody that's in our church body, you have influence over that. And as us as adults, it is our job to be wide open uh, to receiving, um, uh, receiving that responsibility in Christ. As we continue, Ephesians 5, I would, I would encourage you to go through that. I'm not going to go through that today, but I, I just think I really w- would like to see that we're all reading this whole message series. Literally the entire book of Ephesians. Uh, the entire letter, uh, if you read it out loud, it would not take you more than 40, 45 minutes. I encourage you to read it or listen to it on your iPad in the, or iPod in the car or whatever, but just listen to it because it speaks to each one of us. It speaks to each one. You can put your own name in there if you want. It, it, it just speaks to each one. And, and here, here he's saying, for you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. It makes no mistake about it. It's very convicting. It's very direct. And it basically, again, we know better. We're instructed to put on the breastplate of righteousness, and we're instructed to wear it with confidence because we can. Why can we wear it with confidence? Because the, person, because the one who gave it to us. There's no one greater. So when we put on our breastplate of righteousness, as we're called to do, as we're, as we're asked to do, always. Again, I, I, I empower, I, I give permission to each one of the kids that are in here. Hold me accountable. I love that. Hold your parents accountable. Adults that are in here, I, I ask you to do the same thing because we, we, all, we all struggle with this and we're all in this together. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with a quote. And as I told you, there's a happy ending to this. So hang on. I'm going to close with a quote. Um, and this is a quote from uh, a, a pastor and author that I, I read quite a bit, and I just really value what he has to say, so I'll share this with you. And if you even want to close your eyes and imagine what's going on here, this would be great for you to do. It's about a paragraph long. And here's the quote. He says, You are a soldier. You enlisted when you believed in Jesus. Let me remind you that you will always be at war, that you will never have leave or conclude a treaty. Like the old knights who slept in their armor, you will be attacked even at your rest. There is no part of the journey to heaven which is secure from the enemy. And at no moment, not even the sweet rest of the Lord's day when the trumpet may sound, when the trumpet may not sound. Therefore, prepare yourselves always for battle and put on the whole armor of God and look upon life as a continued battle. Be surprised when you do not have to fight. Be wonderstruck when the world is peaceful toward you. Be astonished when your old corruptions do not rise and assault you. You must travel with your sword always drawn. And you may as well throw away your sheath because you'll never use it.
That comes from Charles Spurgeon. Um, and now for the good news. <laughs> the good news of this, the good news is that we have a perfect father. We have a perfect father and a God who loves his children. We have a perfect God, father who, uh, and a God who loves his children. He loves you. He understands weakness. He understands mistakes. And when we come before him in prayer, asking forgiveness, he is always, always faithful to do so. Please stand and let's pray. Father, we give you thanks for your clear words of instruction. We give you thanks for guidance. We give you thanks for a, a church family that, that is willing to love even in the face of mistakes that are made. We give you thanks for our own individual families that they have the courage to help each other out, that they have the courage to guide, especially guiding from the rear, guiding from the young ones up, Lord. Let us seek them. Let, us, let our actions be guided by um, you and let them be maintained by those little eyes that look upon us constantly. Let us put on our breastplate of righteousness. Let it be something that we're not afraid to do. Let it be something that we're not too proud to let somebody else hold us accountable. Lord, I give you thanks for each person in here for the message that they get a chance to hear, for your words. In Jesus' name. Amen.